Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Coach Tamika, and as always, I'm joined by my very best friend in the whole wide world, who I don't know what she's doing in the camera, but it's, I don't know, um, Sex Coach Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Fine. Are you sure? You okay? Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. And we also have a very special guest, Miss Nat Rich from I Am Sound Radio. Hi, Nat. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank Love you for myself. being here. Nat is just awesome. I use her, her website to get through the day. So she has different forms of sound healing music that she will talk about. And I'm telling you, especially at night. It's like, you know, I get into my nightly routine, I have it playing, and the other day I said, oh no, I got to turn it off, because it was so relaxing that instead of reading, I found myself falling asleep, so. <laughs> you can get like that sometimes, that's for sure. Oh, so I love it. So Nat, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. I mean, I know you do so many different things. But we want to learn all about you, Nat. Okay. Uh, so I do do a number of different things, but they're kind of all related to the same thing. So it might seem like it's all over the place, but there is a method to my madness, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so predominantly, I have a radio station called I Am Sound Radio. And it's a wellness and dance music radio station combined. So in the mornings, we start off with meditation and yoga music. Then we have a like a, my actual talk show Monday to Fridays in the mornings that I have different guests on talking about educational content, inspirational stories, you know, really unusual topics that you wouldn't necessarily hear. And then throughout the day, we have kind of house music, dance music, especially from a lot of artists that you would usually see in Ibiza, which I spent mm. a lot of my time there. And then later on in the day, we um, are we're just about to launch a whole series of kids stories. So kind of nighttime kids stories before they go to bed to help them do their meditations and their gratefuls. And then in the evening, we're going to be playing a lot more sound healing music. Um, we have a lot of different artists from all around the world that's going to be supporting us and doing live sound healings. Mm. And the idea, you know, it's my life mixed in basically to a radio station. It's all my wellness content, my deep talks about things that I love. And then the music side, um, all built in. I DJ'd for a little bit, not for long, but um, just blending in every part of my life into the station that I can, <laughs> basically, mm. as an excuse. Um, but I love that. And then I also do coaching. It's more self-development coaching and like kind of personal responsibility coaching. I don't like to call it life coaching as, as such, um, although many people do. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it, um, they always say, it and I'm like, oh, it's not just life, it's just more self-development more than anything, because anything can happen in life, but mine's right. more what you can do internally. Um, but yeah, it's all to do with improving your life, giving up things that may no longer serve you, looking at your awkwardness, things that you're avoiding in life, things that make you feel uncomfortable. I'm really good at awkward conversations. So it's learning how to communicate and to be able to put your messages out there and to be able to actually create the world you want to live in. You have to start being really honest with yourself. So that's what I do mm. coaching with. 
Mm, I love that. You have to start being honest with yourself. And by naming it, you know, like personal responsibility, as opposed to life coaching, you know, you're right, because, you know, people get two totally different ideas when you think of, you know, oh, life coaching. Oh, okay. But personal responsibility, it puts the onus back on the person yeah. so, and gives them the power to say, you know, whatever's happening, you're in control. So I love that. So how did you discover sound healing? Because I don't know if our audience knows much about sound healing. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with that. So sound for me um, used to just be sound. It wasn't really anything different. It was music, making a sound, whatever. Then there was silence. I didn't really know enough about it in the beginning. Um, but I knew that music was a big part of my life. I used to go out raving, used to partying, and you know, music <laughs> my soul on fire. So some sounds you like, some sounds you don't. And what I started to realize is as I started to go on my personal development journey, as we call it, that self-development journey, my voice started to change. So I used to talk a certain way, but then things would be different and I would be hearing myself doing radio, of course, and my voice was starting to change and my, my own sound was changing. Mm -hmm. And the way I delivered my words and the spaces between my words and the communication that I was doing with people and having with people actually was being received in a different way as well. So I was thinking that there was something about my sound, but I wasn't sure what it was as such. But then I started to look at everything that I had been looking at for the past kind of, you know, five, at the time it was like five, five years or so. I was looking at, you know, researching things like ancient history. I was looking mm. at um, geography. I was looking into health and wealth and happiness and everything was talking about vibrations. Everything was talking about energy and, it, it dawned on me one day that no matter where you look, you can kind of find sound, energy and vibration. And I started realizing that eh, I actually think we all are made of sound and maybe there's something in this. So the more I researched, the more I thought that, the more I found. And you definitely find what you're looking for when you go on that journey. And I started to, you know, to understand that there was way more to sound. I mean, I'm just at the very start of my sound journey, even though most mm -hmm. people are like, oh, you're the expert in sound. I'm not, and I don't think I ever will be, and I don't want to be, but what I wanted to do was go on this journey with people rather than say, hey, you know, I'm the expert, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I want to do the journey with people. And as I go to learn about sound and understand it, and, and actually then I can explain it to people in the fact of, you know, that we are all energy and vibration, and people say, well, what does that mean? And, you know, people don't understand that this sort of energy sounds a bit woo-woo, but if you walk into a room, and someone's been arguing before you get in there, you can feel that. That's yes, really yes, you can. Yep. Yeah, and that's energy. You can feel the energy of the room. Yes. So the vibration that those two people have been talking and, and arguing with has put something out into the room. Mm. And it reminds me of, you know, a woman on her period, for example, we've got energy and vibration and we, you know, people can Ooh. tell in advance mm -hmm. that we're on our period because there's an energy that we have. It's not just our words. It's just the way that we are that day. And we might be stomping things around and we might be moving through the room differently mm -hmm. we create this field around us all the time and whatever we put into that field can be felt by other people mm -hmm. so i started to realize well if my voice is changing and if my surroundings are changing if i can feel other people i must be able to improve my sound or my vibe so other people like what I'm doing and then they I'm, I'm attracting other people because they like what I'm doing with my vibe so it's your vibe attracts your tribe as they say mm -hmm. and 
the more I started tweaking myself, the more, you know, looking at different things in my life that I could change that would make me feel better, mm. the better I was to other people around me and the better mm. I could help other people around me as well to help them change their vibe. And it just ended up becoming a thing where I was like, oh, everybody has an opportunity to change their sound and to improve themselves, to slow down, mm. most importantly, to shut up, most mm. second importantly, that when I realized the art of shutting up, that was, mm. you know, and I'm a talker. I've always been a talker. I'm a presenter. <laughs> now I'm a today. But the idea of not saying anything and just sitting with that awkward silence when it's... Oh it's hard sometimes yes. not to go and fill that gap but that is you know filling that gap shows you really kind of how uncomfortable you do feel and mm -hmm. I wanted to try and practice just to not say anything not do anything just not even to nod sometimes just mm. to sit still oh god that's mm. that's gonna be hard for me you know I always <laughs> wondered how um so now that you're saying you know like we give off the energy and the vibration and all that um, I want to learn how to master, I guess, what I give off because sometimes internally I could be, you know, feeling happy or, you know, basically content and I'll get people say, oh God, you know, are you mad? Because that's the vibe I'm getting from you. And I'm like, oh, not at all. Like mm -hmm. I'm not mad, not even a little bit. Um, and I'm very sensitive to other people's energy. Like I could walk in and I know if someone is upset they don't even have to say anything or if someone is angry and, mm -hmm. um, and I, and as Tamika will tell me, like I take in people's energy more, um, you know, more than I guess most people, like I, I suck it in and I internalize it and I'd like to learn, um, ways so that I don't give off, I guess, bad energy. So what would you recommend to people like how can we start on I guess changing like the vibration we give out or the energy that we put out so there's two things that's happening when we it's okay so we might feel okay we might have told mm -hmm. us continuously that we feel okay so to us we feel fine our vibration however can be felt differently so our vibration can be saying one thing and we could be telling ourselves another that's a lot mm -hmm. that's very common that people say yeah I'm fine and you're like really are you sure <laughs> Uh, what it is, you, you just you basically say oh, I don't want to talk about that right now so I'm fine and you push it away so that's one thing that could be happening is people are noticing that your vibe is different from how you are actually performing or operating mm -hmm. in your day so there's an opportunity for you to really reflect and say actually am I fine am I okay or do, or do I need to check in with that so that's one thing, like self-inquiry is like sometimes dig a little deeper mm -hmm. the other thing that could be happening is your vibe could be one thing and somebody else's vibe and how they see things, their perception of what's going on in you, sometimes is based, it's, it's called something called a projection, okay? So the projection is actually themselves, what they're projecting onto you. So for example, oh. if I had a hundred pounds, okay, and you needed a hundred pounds, I couldn't give you a hundred pounds unless I had it already. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. okay. If you follow me for that. So it's the same with anger. Okay, so I'm upset. Oh, you're angry, and it's actually you're only spotting the anger because you're feeling the anger yourself. First. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it might be that the other person themselves is feeling those feelings, and you're triggering them, not because you're doing anything particularly, but just by your presence sometimes, or just by them recognizing themselves in you. 
-hmm. sometimes it's easier for them to rather than to say oh oh i feel angry today they'll say you look angry today and what they actually mean is i'm angry today <laughs> but they don't want to say that because otherwise it's going <laughs> digging too deep so it's not always one or the other but sometimes you get both sometimes right. you know you're both hurting and need healing but you know you're having to go at each other sometimes nobody says anything at all but you can feel it you know you you know you sit next to someone that you like but you haven't ever spoken to and you're like oh and you can feel it you feel anxious mm -hmm. you feel excited before any words have been said so what we need to do is we need to recognize and that's by self-inquiry so i do a lot of mirror work which is where i sit in the mirror and I, nobody taught me this i've done this my whole life and i would sit there and i'd stare and i think there's something in there and then all of a sudden one day there was and i got an answer back when i was looking in the mirror from what seemed like my higher self and she had messages for me straight up messages are answers to my questions and like she was trying to tell me how to live my life mm. and I was just like, no, this, but everything she was saying was right. But, you know, I didn't want it to be right. It would be sometimes she'd say things that were really intense with me that I'd be embarrassed about, but she was bringing it to me in a way where there was no words. It's just a knowing, like you just know you're looking in the mirror, you're asking yourself a question and instantly the messages come back. So I would have this dialogue all the time until I really knew what it was. I was just speaking to myself in the mirror, but then I realized that how, often I could do that, how quickly the answers would come. And sometimes I wouldn't even need to ask the question. I'd just look and it would be like, hell no, you need to change. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't, there's nothing else need to be said. I'm like, got the message loud and clear, thank you. And it's the more you can sit with yourself, the more space you give yourself and the quieter you are, there's this voice. Sometimes people hear it, sometimes people just feel it but there's these words that come to you that are your answers. So if you're trying to improve your day or your vibe before you even leave the house in the morning, you could say, how do you feel today in the mm. mirror and wait for the answer? Cause you might get this version of you back that says need a hug today. And you're like, okay, and you go and find someone to give you a hug. Or it could be as simple as like, <laughs> feel like shit today yeah? yeah okay as long as we've confirmed that we feel like shit today but as long as we've confirmed that's how we feel we're not ignoring it we're not hiding it and it's not this carpet that everyone puts everything under when they're like oh i'm just sweeping under the carpet and you're like this carpet's a mountain that everybody's putting their stuff under and that's not healing yourself it's not healing the world it's not changing anything you're not growing all you're doing is you're going not today thanks but you're booking in that pain that you don't want to feel now or that discomfort you don't want to feel now and it's like you're getting your google calendar out and say yeah i'll, I'll feel that next tuesday thanks I'm all right. <laughs> but you're booking it for the future which you know if anybody knows if nobody wants to book in pain for the next you know three weeks mm -hmm. but this is what we do every day when we choose not to feel how we feel today does that mm -hmm. make sense Yes. 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 It does. It's very, very, very interesting because when I, um, I had a different job than I do now. And I remember having all these amazing thoughts and ideas because I basically worked by myself. And I don't know, Tamika, if you remember, I would tell you, I would always get like these ideas and my, mm -hmm. my, um, you know, brain was going when I was walking the dogs and I was walking mm -hmm. alone, basically with a dog for you know four to five hours a day and then as soon as I got home nothing was coming <laughs> like I, I could I would sit there trying to work and I'm like 
Yeah, the ideas are all gone. I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> it's because I was my I was on the go. Kids doing this, I gotta go do that. I gotta clean this. But when I was walking and just in my own head, I was able to hear like I guess what Nat is saying, like the answers, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that's very interesting. I always thought it was just the fresh air that was giving me answers. <laughs> no, it's the space that you give yourself is. When people give themselves space and time, you know, some people say, oh, the best ideas come to me while I'm in the shower. It's because you're not doing anything. It's that you've just got a bit of space in your day where no one else is there. Like there's no podcast, there's no Netflix, there's no text messages, there's no WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. You and the water. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, why did I not think of that before? And it's because you didn't sit down and give yourself time to do that. And that's all meditation is really sometimes. You don't have to go off into other realities and say, hey, yeah, I'm you know, super cool, I'm meditating. Just sitting the hell down, mm-hmm. saying nothing, switching <laughs> everything off, mm-hmm. and letting your mind just come to you is a powerful thing because it wants to be seen, it wants to be felt, it wants to be heard. It doesn't mean you need to take everything on board and you know, organize your whole life based on what's just happened, but it's all of this stuff that just wants to come to you that sometimes you can cherry pick amazing ideas. Other times you're like... Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> this thoughts will come out, and I it, it, something used to happen to me for a long time, and I don't know why. But when I was a kid, I used to love fish finger sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And when I would sit down and just relax, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this meditation thing. I'm getting myself ready, and I'm like, oh, I just think of fish finger sandwiches all the time, and I was just like, what is that? But all it was, it was a happy time in my oh, life and I used to get my little fish finger sandwiches and I used to put my red sauce on and I'd be there, you know, eating and watching a cartoon. They were mm. happy times for me, but it's only when I remembered that they were happy that I was just like, oh, it's just me, you know, my mind, just, just a happy time, just remembering something that it obviously felt I needed in that moment. And, mm. and then I, you know, I, I wouldn't happen after I kind of noticed it, but it was, it was for quite a while, I'd get these fish finger sandwiches that <laughs> rock up and I'm like, okay. Oh, because good memories, good memories. I mean, when you sit down with yourself in silence, I mean, I I have to do it twice a day. That's how I start my day. And that's how I end my day. And I notice you do get, you know, the ideas or, you know, you just get things from your past that you're like, what? I don't even remember that. Like some things I really don't remember, but it's so vivid in my head that I would have to like call my great aunt and say, you know, do you remember this? And she's like, oh my God, that happened like 30 years ago. How do you remember that? And also what I've noticed with me when I first started doing it is that it would trigger up the things that were buried so deeply that I didn't even know that it was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just start getting these, these images or these feelings or out of the blue, you know, I'd just be crying. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? <laughs> but it's that, you know, it, it, it was that hurt, that pain that I buried so deep. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what in particular it was, but it obviously had to come out. And then, you know, you have a good cry and then you think about something else. And it, it was so healing, but it was very difficult at first to just be still because sometimes we're just taught to go, go, go. If you're sitting still, you're being lazy. You're not doing enough, just go. So it was very hard for me to start that. But now, like I can't imagine not doing it because it has calmed me down tremendously. 
you're so, just getting organizing like that giving yourself yes. that space is just organizing your emotions that's the mm -hmm. best way i can kind of think about it is you give you know when you clear your diary and you're like going to give myself some space mm -hmm. you're just organizing some time for you to feel and a lot of people struggle you know like you said about you know feeling guilty and so I have it sometimes, you know, all weekend, I've just read some books. I wanted to finish one, which I've finally finished. And it's, it's incredible. So I was like, you know, beavering away. And then I started another one. But all I've done is read. But my mind has still said to me, oh, it could be doing this, could be doing that, could be this. So I've had <laughs> paper next to me. For whenever an idea comes up or something that wants to take me out of the book, that's making me think, oh, guilty, could be doing this, could be doing that. I'm just writing it down. Mm -hmm. I might even do those things, but my mind, I know my ego because I haven't, for me, for the last few, for the, probably for the last two weeks, my meditations have been nowhere near as long as they, as they used to be mm. because I've been doing more recordings and I've just done, there's lots of things I've been doing. So I notice that the less I meditate as long as I do, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 40 minutes, but if I don't do it consistently for a certain amount of time, I noticed this mind and I, I don't know if I ever told you girls that I uh, named my ego. I gave her a name and, and basically because I, there's a, there's a part of me. So this ego that we have, it's never going anywhere. It's always going to be with you. It's always been with you. It knows all of your darkest secrets. It knows what you would do in certain situations. It's mm. constantly there and we can never get rid of our ego and we should never want to because it's also there to help us and it guides us into directions for us to heal. But there was a part of me that I, I didn't know well enough because I didn't want an ego. I was just, I'm trying to get rid of this, you know, and I started on my spiritual path. Just like, oh, I haven't got an ego. I don't want one, you know, trying to meditate and all of this stuff, trying to be too spiritual and positive. And it's, it's an acceptance that you need to have for yourself because this ego is part of yourself. And it's usually a part of yourself that, you know, you can tame. It's like a monkey. You can tame this part of yourself. But I didn't know it well enough. I was just, I'm not really sure where it is and where does it go. And then I was talking to my friend and I was just, we were talking and I said, you know, I need to give her a name. And, um, and we were talking, I don't know if you've heard of the expression bell end, which is in the UK. It's a bit like, a bit like a, an idiot, like a dickhead kind of thing. And my friend was like, yeah, bell end. And I was like, yeah, bell. And we joked and I said, I'm going to call her bell. Like my, she's a woman, I'm going to call her bell. She's a bitch sometimes, but she's also beautiful, like bell of the ball. Mm -hmm. But you know, this ego that I have, I now know what she's called. I recognize her. So I sat in the mirror and I said, hi, bell. And I'm, I'm literally talking to her and these conversations that I was having with bell and she's really sassy. She's really, you know, boisterous and she wants attention. She wants to be seen. These are all parts of me. Like mm. I can't ever get away from that. I can pretend that that's not me, but I'd be lying. Mm. If you give me some alcohol, which I don't drink anymore, by the way, but if you do, <laughs> she's out. Mine, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's her that chooses the outfit. It's her that chooses the guy when I'm out. It's her that dances the music. This is strong part of me. I needed to become friends with her. So naming her was something that really changed for me because mm identifying with that part of myself and understanding who she is and how she operates and what she wants. I now know her like when she's feisty and she comes out and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I said that, that really, <laughs> honestly, I don't mean to I know who said that. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have words with her. <laughs> Otherwise you're just, you know, you don't want to, you know, I think there's a picture that somebody sent me the other day. And it was, uh, um, what's it called? You know, uh, off despicable me, the minions. Yes. It was Yoda. Sorry. It was Yoda. 
and it was a little <laughs> meme and it, Yoda was saying, you know, the other night that was drunk me. I'm sober me. So if you want to have a go at drunk me, you have to wait until he comes back out again because sober me doesn't know anything about what you're talking about. And it's like the separation of, of drunk me and sober me. And this, everyone's got that. Everyone's got that part of you. So I just brought her in every day. And she's, you know, she's never anywhere. She's fully present. Um, but I just get to know she is. <laughs> worth finding out because you'll, ne you'll never be able to guess the names as well because sometimes you can call her in in the mirror and ask what her name is and each person I do it with all of my clients we name their ego first mm -hmm. and we get acquainted with their ego and then that's how we work moving forward is operating and, and recognizing the ego mm -hmm. I love that so next time I say something that I really shouldn't say I'm just gonna blame it on the ego and say yeah. what are you gonna name her you gotta own it I gotta think of a name now. Yeah, we gotta think of a name. Okay, for um, let's do a very quick exercise. I'll show okay. you. you oh, sure. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've closed your eyes. I want you to imagine that you're in a white room. There's two chairs in the white room. You're sat on one. Mm -hmm. Now the other one is gonna be for your ego and she's gonna walk in the room. She's gonna walk in a certain way. She's gonna be wearing a certain thing. She's gonna have certain hair. You don't know anything. Just see what shows up for you when she walks into the room. You'll recognize her in some way. Then I want you to invite her to sit down on the chair with you. You don't have to do it out loud. You can just say it in your mind. Just welcome her and now ask her to introduce herself and you'll get her name. It's the first name that comes up, even if you don't like it. Natasha. There you go. Um, I thought of Sassy. Sassy oh, bitch. That's another name for another life I've got. <laughs> That the first thing I thought of was, oh, look at this sassy bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got sassy. I've got Belle and sassy. And sassy for me is like an older version of Belle. She's usually the more sexual, confident business side of me. Mm -hmm. so there's, you said there's sexual? Sassy is sexual? Sexual. For me, that's very sexual. She's very business and she, you know, she knows what she's doing and she has fun. But there's a part of me that I love being sassy. Like, you know, I love that confident side. So that's a really good name. And you've got Natasha, right? Mm-hmm. And how was Natasha, what was she like when she walked in the room? Natasha was very confident. She was very free of fear. Yeah. She just came in like all confidence, like, this is what I'm gonna say. If you don't like it, fuck it. <laughs> and, that's exactly, and that's the attitude that we really, in our full power, in our full selves, that is the attitude we really, want to embody we don't have to be bitchy we don't have to be harsh but to give that ultimate confidence to walk into a room and say hey and you know people are like oh you know sometimes we're not that person because we don't want other people to reject us as well so we can't be our full selves because we're thinking oh you know i might not get the guy or i might not i might annoy those ladies or i can't be that confident because i can't be that good but you know sassy and natasha and Belle and my sassy they're like full in, they're like, no, I'm here and I'm present. And that's the power that you need to draw on to do sales, to connect, to send the awkward emails, to have awkward conversations, to own up to your stuff. You need that sassiness. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. See, so Mary, every time I'm being like that, don't blame Tamika, blame Natasha. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I have no control over my mouth. You know, it's funny because uh, my, my husband, which is also Tamika's uncle. He has many different um, egos that he speaks to and they come out frequently. 
Exactly. She was a child. <laughs> and each, each ego, well, I call them personality, they're all different. And that's a positive way of looking into it. Some people will say, you know, on an extreme case of this, you'd be looking at people with split personalities and, mm. and, and you'd be kind of saying it was a negative thing. But actually, there's a creative archetype within you that is operating that wants to be seen and felt. And it's very much a personality. And if you can play with that personality and you can make, you can really integrate some parts that you would never have got to see before. And that's where the beautiful part comes in because you're exploring and you're growing. Mm -hmm. um, so that sounds like it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Good relationship. Sometimes. <laughs> Some, it depends which personality it is. It's entertaining. To, <laughs> it, it's at the very least, it's entertaining for me and for my kids. Yeah. It's <laughs> I've been dealing with it for 44 years, so it's no longer entertaining for me. Oh, it's, <laughs> Which it's, is still, it's, new, it's still new to her. So for me, it's like, oh, goodness gracious, I got to go. <laughs> Which one is this? Okay. If it's one I like, then I'm like, oh, okay. I may entertain it yeah. for five minutes. But if it's one of them that I'm like, oh, Lord. All right. All right. Um, uh-huh. I got I to gotta go. Whoever you are today, I got to go. <laughs> I love this. I feel like I need to meet him. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's awesome now. He is awesome. He's very special. I'll get him on one of these days uh, to do something because he's interested in in doing something online, some kind of channel or, you know, he wants to get out there, but I think he's also afraid of, you know, people rejecting or, you know, poking fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, you know, I told him, I said, just do something. I said, cause you're very entertaining. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for the kids. I mean, the kids will love them. I mean, they would. I mean, his kid personality, those kids would actually love him. Doesn't Adonis love him when he turns into Mildew or whatever his name is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is, he's funny. <laughs> I was listening to one of Nat's, uh, well, I didn't hear the whole thing because we were getting close to 12. Um, but I came across one of the interviews and I didn't realize the most recent one. Um, this is like totally off the subject, but I didn't realize there was um, Black Inventors. Which one was this? I think the most recent one, the Black Lives Matter with Simone. Yeah, so I've done so many interviews and I'm like, my interviews are one I've done for someone else, a radio one. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so Simone, she's amazing, amazing lady. Um, yeah, she's, you know, it's really, it's, rather than me going to look too much out there into black culture other than reading a couple of the books that I've got which were really actually quite mind-bending um I I didn't realize till Black Lives Matter because I'd never asked myself and never really felt I had to how many of my friends are actually of another another ethnicity or how many are black or whatever and it turns out like 80% of my friends are not white which I never really kind of tapped into before so I'm like right I'm gonna connect with all my different friends and I found so many different conversations were bringing up different bits of information and cool Ooh. stuff I never knew. And I thought, if I'm just finding this cool stuff from my friends, imagine if I just ask other black people, not amazing up there, you know, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, just people just generally that I don't know. So I went onto LinkedIn, because I don't have any social media at all, but the only thing I have is a LinkedIn, right. and I use it for like a CD. 
-hmm. And literally I went on there to find the name of someone else. And actually her post popped up. We weren't friends, but one of the girls that I did some diversity training with, um, who was on LinkedIn, um, she'd posted something about someone else and it was Simone that she was posting around. So I read it and it was a really interesting article. And I just, on the offshoot, was just like, hey, I know this, because I, I felt a bit awkward as well, because I'm thinking, I wonder how many white people have approached black people to see if they could do whether it's corny or die or not. I'm not really sure whether I should do this, is it like white fragility, eager? I just, just, Sassy was there, just like, send it, send it. I was like, okay, so I'm typing, going, hi, hope you're well. Um, I don't know you, but I really like your post, and I've got a lady attention. Can I have an interview with you? And I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, and straight away she got back to me and was like yeah cool uh, let's have a chat and we did have a, re a really cool chat and I said do you want to come on the show she said yeah and came on the show it, that's my way of learning it's so I make friends first and then they tell me stuff and just really interesting things um, and I feel that we learn more because people feel comfortable when they're like as friends and they'll tell you more and you learn more rather than having to go and learn out of a book or go and learn right. big forced mm -hmm. training. Um, and you can also relate more as well. And yeah. she told me some cool information and I, there's so many things about, you know, black history that most black people I know don't know. We're all mm -hmm. on this educational journey right now, um, which I think is the good bit because that's the bit that unites us again. It's the education. It's the fact that, that the separation doesn't need to be there when you're relearning and you're like, oh, actually, no one knew this. Great. And we go on that journey together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, man. See, now I'm too in tuned with Natasha and <laughs> got to see, you know, got my uncle in my head doing crazy stuff. <laughs> love it oh man so natasha for the women or men whomever that want to start on their journey to either self-healing or self-discovery what is the one thing that they have to start doing like now okay two things one my name's Nat. You called me Natasha. That's where she. I'm sorry. Me. You see? You see? She's just disrespecting you too. She don't even care. She I think she's with me. Yes, you, Nat. Natasha, go away for now. We'll deal with you later. Nat, sit on Google. Yeah. So I'm gonna be totally honest when I say this and I mean this with as much love as I and, and I've thought about this question a lot of times actually when people say how do I get into it what do I do where do I go for me the way I think most people because a lot of people will start to realize they may have some kind of issues or may have some kind of traumas or may have some kind of mental health issue whatever it is or they may have been told they have I don't personally think everyone has a mental health issue in, in a massive way that we're being told or everyone's got these same problems. I think what we have a problem with is learning how to communicate and being honest with ourselves about how we feel. I don't always think everybody's got a million bits of trauma. I think a lot of it's just actually they need a bit of a reshuffle or they need a bit of help. So what I find is really important is you're never going to get angry when you read a book. You're never going to get angry at the author. Okay, you might, and the thing is, when you read a book and you challenge yourself to read something that's relevant to you, you learn more because there's no one to talk back at, there's no one to argue with, there's no one to ask too many questions. You're just taking in information. And 
it always starts with relationships okay so relationships they're the things that really grab us so relationships with friends or family or usually partners it's our love relationships that really get us to kind of start a spiritual path in some way or some kind of lost purpose um so there's a book that i think is really interesting and it's called the science of attachment and it mm. talks about three different types of attachment and uh, three different types of relationships should i say you've got runners who like love a relationship and then they run away from it and you're just like oh where did they go they just promised you everything and then they disappear <laughs> who are attached that you know they're usually attached they they actually attract the runners so you've got this relationship where you've got somebody who's constantly attached who wants to speak to you all the time phone calls text messages can't let you go you've got this person that meets you there's like yeah i want all of this too and then runs and you're like and then they're, they're even more attached because somebody's run away from them so you've got mm. these two types and then you've got this normal type of person that is happy to have a normal kind of relationship and they're very rare because that's it's quite conscious people they're people who really have done a lot of work who really are sure of themselves in a positive way so most of us sit in these two types of attachment and i feel it's really interesting if you can read that book and you can see where you are personally and you're not taking any offense to anyone writing anything you're just going oh that might be me or because you can take ownership for where you really are at when you're reading a book and then that is a good way is self-inquiry because once you start asking yourself the right questions because you're reading the right information the journey will unfold after itself you don't have to go and get a spiritual healer you don't have to get a guru you don't have to get a coach for like the next four years of your life you don't you can what i've found is because you're growing so much on a path sticking to one thing and then going to another and to another and to another is exciting and it can be fun for you but you when you do that and you don't really know where you are at all it can become really messy so a good basis is just to read a book like the science of attachment or there's another one called lovability which is all about your love relationships um, and literally see where you are first then assess that and take the journey go on the journey because it will unfold you'll meet the right people you'll get all the right offers your things will start happening in your life and start changing because at the end of the day it's the universe that's working with us and it will unfold this magical journey will go on without with, with or without you but if you can at least say i'm up for a journey and i've read the first book that's all you need to do mm. I, I love that all right mary we're gonna have to read that book uh, we gotta read another book <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you look i've got like so many i don't think you can see them and i've got so many books just piled up and i'm like <laughs> I, I i am not a reader and i'm in the process of re stop i'm in the process of reading one book it takes me forever to read and after this book i have another one what's the one you're reading right now right now i'm reading something called high heel leadership okay are you interested? Um, I am actually. I, I really am. So I'm almost done. I think I have 60 pages left. <laughs> I counted. 60 pages left. I, I plan on finishing it by tomorrow. And then I have another book um, called um, Comfortably Uncomfortable that I have to read. Um, she was actually a, a, a previous guest of ours. So I, and I was interested in the book, but I can't read two at the same time and keep track of them. And then I have my all, a whole pile of other books that are, 
uh, sex related that I have, you know, for my own business that I'm supposed to be reading, but then I'm reading other people's books and I haven't gotten to those. Yeah. You can get lost in books. That's for sure. There's, I love reading different books, but when you're reading something that really means that you like going to a self-help section on Amazon or when you go into, if you go into a bookstore anymore, actually just choosing one that really makes that feeling. And this, I think there's a lot of people just go, oh, I've heard about that book. I'll get that. Or I'll get that. I'll get that. There's a feeling inside of you. Everyone's got one. Sometimes we can feel it. Sometimes we can't depends on, you know, where we're at emotionally. But if you can mm -hmm. sit quietly while you're looking at book list or anything, and you can actually feel into which one you want, you'll get a little tingle or like a shudder or like some kind of draw to that. And you'll pick it up and you'll start reading it. And it might be a little bit uncomfortable. You're like, Oh, they're usually the best books to read and the ones that you don't know. The I've ones never gotten that on a book yet. <laughs> go to the bookstore. Go back. Forget Jeff Bezos. He's got enough money. Go to the bookstore and sit there in the bookstore in the self-help section and say, right, this book's going to come to me. Which one is it? And I guarantee you'll find three or four. Oh my God. All right. So I'm going to try to go to the <laughs> store today. Oh, I can't. I have to go alone. I can't bring any kids with me just yeah, in go case on, go on your own. You can feel just it. in case a perverted one comes out to me <laughs> yeah yeah just as long as it's not a cookbook or something we want self-help book yeah, yeah no 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 cookbooks i, I yeah. can't follow a cookbook anyway yeah and have a little look at the type the title and the colors the feel you'll you'll feel it your body will be like mm, 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 this one this one this one and that's the one you want to read mm. all right i'm gonna try that all right nat i'm yeah. gonna take your advice i'm gonna try it and I can't and wait see. to see what book you come. You I know, right? Me yeah. too. Be fine. <laughs> you'll be choosing the book and you'll be like, all right. <laughs> you know what? My son went with his father this week. So, or his grandmother rather. So I cannot, so I'm going to have a little, a little bit of breathing room. I'm going to do this this week. I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble. I'm going to go to the self-help section and I'm going to stand there and, and wait for a book to, to call me. To call you. That's right. Some, something will call you. A lot of them will probably call you. You just don't know it yet. Because, you, you know, because as soon as somebody say read to you, ever since 1989, somebody say read, your whole body shut down. When she said a book, you should have sort of looked on your face. <laughs> it was like, it was, I mean, if she would have told you to go out and shoot somebody, that would have been better than her saying read a book. That's how you know. It's those feelings. Whenever we've got resistance, yes, resistance is so important. Whatever yes. you resist, if you can go and fight through that resistance and say, "All right, I'm taking Sassy to the bookstore. We're going to go get one." That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> With Sassy, go to the bookstore. Natasha can join her as well. You know, Natasha and Sassy can go to the bookstore. Natasha loves to read, so I mean, mm -hmm. I, I read three, four books at a, you know, at the same time. I just Jeez. love. Reading. She's a bookaholic. I mean, I'm reading a book on culture and health. I love, I'm reading a book I've read like 50 million times, uh, Think and Grow Rich. I'm reading like, oh, that's another book I need to finish. I still haven't finished that one either. I mean, the one by, I can't even, it's, it's called The Four, the four, the four Attachments. The, there you go. That one. What is I it? Got a conversation the other day on the radio about that one. Yeah. Wait, oh. what, what book is it? I didn't the hear it. Four <laughs> the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements? Four Agreements, yeah. yeah. It's basically four principles in ways in which you can learn to live your life. Oh, um, And if yes. you stick by these ways, it's, it's just, it is an amazing book. Um, oh, I'll read it. Very simple. Too. 
It is. And I love the book. This is how many pages my, is it? I don't know because I, I don't look at the pages. <laughs> All right. So text me later how many pages. <laughs> I don't know how many, but it's such a great book and I love rereading it. This is probably, I don't know, the 20th time that I'm reading it because I always take something else. You know, when I read it the first time, the parts that were, there were some parts that, that are very uncomfortable for me because it went against, you know, my beliefs or my culture or whatever. And I mean, I read through it and was like, I don't know about this, but reading it now, it's like, oh my God, yeah, I did that. I did that. Oh, oh, I didn't notice this. Oh, let me go and try this. So, yeah, oh, I love to read. I, that's the best thing about COVID. I just sit home and I can read. <laughs> Mary's like, what are you doing? Reading. <laughs> She's like, damn. <laughs> so... But yeah, we'll come That's to the bookstore reading. with you, Mary, if you want. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll come to the bookstore with you. We'll find one that's in between the both of us. I don't even know if there is one anymore. There used to be one right on Route 1, but I don't know if that's there anymore. But we'll figure that out. So I can be there. Maybe I'll record it. I'll put it all live. Mary is picking her book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Two hours later, she's still trying <laughs> she's to find still one. <laughs> the store's closed. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> no, I think you'll, I think some of them will speak to you very quickly. I All right. I'm going to read that for whatever, for green. The four agreements. That's the one that you see at the bookshop. And if it is, grab that baby and take it home. And take it home. It's for you. And I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> Next time to just grab it and take it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that means now I have to check out the the science of attachment and lovability. So I'll be ordering that since we got the podcast <laughs> and start reading that. So I like the lovability one. Yeah, yeah I love that. Sounds that. interesting. Robert I want to read Holden that. Robert is an amazing author. He's really, really good. And I read that and I was just like, oh my God, everything I thought about love was wrong. <laughs> but it, it woke me up. It made me go, hell, you got some work to do. And I was like, I need to be single for some time. That's what I came away thinking. I need to work on myself because I didn't understand what love was. At mm. all. I'm not saying you could find it in a book, but the, you know, I'd met someone I'd fallen in love with. But my kind of love was attached at the time when I read this book, and I'm like, no wonder he's not with me. Could have guessed why that was. You know, my mouth is one of them, but you know, the other one, the way I'm thinking is not helping what's coming out of my mouth either. This book made me go, change it. And I was like, okay. But again, I didn't get mad at Robert Holden. I thought he was a god. I've passed that book on to many people, and mm -hmm. it, it really, really helped me. Now I'm definitely going to read this book. Yeah. yeah, I definitely need to read this. I'm gonna give it to my daughter to read. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 to be honest, it's a book for everyone because it takes you back to the basics of really just the, the you know, it's just like you just wish that this stuff was taught at school. You're like, if this mm. was school, the world would be an entirely different place right now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not. But never mm -hmm. mind. We'll see what we come up with this year. But uh, I hope it's going more in a positive. Oh, I hope, I hope so. Uh, me too. Yeah, uh, the truth's coming up right now and I feel that the world right now needs to see what it's up to. Because before we've been looking at, you know, been avoiding it and now we can't avoid it anymore. So I think what's happening now is quite significant, but definitely a time to, uh, to grow from, that's for sure.
Yes, it's time for more changes mm -hmm. for the better. More peace, mm -hmm. more love, more yeah. self um, acceptance. So I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? More sex. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say because you went more. Yeah. So, so like, as soon as I say, you see things sex. Yeah, I'm down. For that. That's what's happening in July, end of July, second half of July. Sex down. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that, and Nate's well, feeling it. <laughs> happen August to December. That would be okay. <laughs> That's what I'm hey. saying. Hey, I have nothing, nothing against more sex. No, good. Have as much sex as you want, as long as you're both on the same playing field. Right, that's, it's that actually has to change out. I've been putting up more of the right kind of sex. Yes, yes, yes. My yes. Yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not prejudiced. I'll have any kind. Married, well, I mean, not right. right, not right now though, because you know I'm, I'm married now, so. I can't be having just whatever kind I want. <laughs> you, you can with them, with that person. You can yeah, with them. That's not the a couple of options there on the personality. You could be any one of them. Exactly. See? You got like a half dozen people or no, probably a dozen people you can have different sex with. That's true. <laughs> All one of them out. That sounds great. And there you go. <laughs> Oh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful. As always, you are just a, a pleasure. And I get to hear your accent. So it's all good for me. I know, I was enjoying that. <laughs> I was. I was like, keep on talking, Matt. Keep on She's talking. So cute with them little jokes and stuff. I was like, oh, I want to sound like And then that. when she said, oh, with the pounds, I was like, oh, she said pounds. And I said, I have to put in the comments, she means dollars. <laughs> oh, so is that what she meant? I really thought she meant 100 pounds. And I was like, why do you want to be fat? No. I'm like, all right. Dollars. Dollars. Oh, dollars. <laughs> dollars. I really thought yeah, she was talking about you weight. Said that, yeah. You should have just said dollars out of it. No, I was just letting yeah. you go because it's, it's good for me. I was like, oh. But I saw Mary's face when you said pounds, and Mary was like, why would I want you to give me some pounds? Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't want them 100 pounds. Keep, that. <laughs> keep the 100 pounds. Thank you. Dollars. <laughs> to give to you. $100 I can do. Oh, <laughs> 100 pounds. No, you, you, no, you can't. Oh, I, need all the, I need all of them I can get. You like, need all the pounds. Shit, I wish I could be like, here, now take some. <laughs> I'm real generous. <laughs> Get Jeff Bezos to do Amazon shopping drip. He can send me that. Oh, yes. Yes. I want part of his, his checks. Uh, but it, it was great. And I hope we can do it again because you are into so many different, you know, fields. You know, maybe we can come back on and we can talk about once Mary gets to, you know, yeah. one of the books, you know, talk, talk about it. And we could do book club. We that could do good. that. I think that oh, would be that's a awesome. good idea. That that's would be very awesome. nice. I love so, that. It gives me more motivation to keep reading way more. Anything to keep me reading. That's right. I'm with you. Oh I'm Lord. You. That's it. You said the magic word to Tamika. Keep reading. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yes. So everybody, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. And as always be safe. Be vigilant, want, love one another, 
and we see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.